Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Bunny. Uh, we record these podcasts every Friday morning, and we want to share a story that will impact someone, and we hope that someone is you. Uh, please take a moment, if you don't mind, just to like, subscribe, and share this on your favorite social media platform. We want to get these messages out to the people and impact the, store, uh, the world one testimony at a time. This morning, I have a great uh, guest, and I'm excited to introduce her. Uh, this morning, we have Morgan McPherson. Welcome, Morgan. Hi. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, it's great to have you on here. It's awesome. And uh, I just want to say thank you to all the listeners every week that listen, and also that you, when you share these episodes, it's impacting people. So keep doing it. We appreciate you, and uh, we love to hear your stories. And if you ever want to be on our podcast, please reach out to me. I'd love to chat with you and uh, talk about your story. So anyway, today we're talking about Morgan McPherson. So Morgan, I've got lots of great questions for you, but let me just kind of do an introduction of you. Here's what I know about you. Well, I met you about four years ago. You got in the mortgage industry. Yep. And so you're four years later, a lot's changed. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Didn't you have a couple of daughters during that period of time too? I did, yeah. So I had my first daughter when I was 20, and then my second daughter uh, about a year and a half ago when I was 23. Yeah. So Nova in Asia. Yep. So Nova's, is she four? Four and a half. Four and a half. Yep. And she's boss. She is. She we, She runs my life. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. So no, Nova and Asia. Asia's how old now? Uh, 18 months. It's weird. It just seems like you just had Asia, literally. I know. She's like a full-blown toddler now. It's crazy. You grew up in Independence. You went to Central High School. Uh, what year did you graduate? So I technically I graduated in 15, but I was class of 16. I graduated a, a semester early. Okay. Wow. Look at that. Means you're smart. <laughs> I did not. I graduated late, so that's fine. So you, you did all-star cheerleading all through high school. I did from the ages of 5 to 17. Wow. Mm-hmm. What do you love about all-star, all-star cheerleading? What was that about? It taught me a lot. It taught me a lot of discipline. How one thing I really appreciate is my parents never let me give up, even though I wanted to many times. Um there was many times I didn't want to go to practice, didn't want to go to competitions, but my parents pushed me, my coaches pushed me, and I think that that shaped who I am today. Interesting. Well, we're going to talk about that because it, it, in the industry that you're in, it takes a little bit of grit, determination, and you have that. Well, we're going to talk about that because that's really important uh, in life because life isn't easy. I've definitely figured that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you got the mortgage industry at 21. You've been here about four years. Um what else is unique to Morgan that maybe I don't know that maybe the audience would love to hear about? Well, I would say one of my my biggest accomplishments is I've bought in two homes in my life. That is really important to so, me. So pause. You're 25. Yep. And you've already bought two homes. Yes. I bought two by the time I was 24. So that that's, that's pretty cool. Really important to me um, and something I take a lot of pride in. Yeah. What's interesting to me, I, I can remember 25 years ago when I got in the mortgage industry, I was working with a real estate agent, and this person had never bought a home. And for the next six years, she didn't buy, this person didn't buy a home. And I'm like, how can you be in real estate and not buy a home? I guess the same thing would apply if you're in the mortgage industry and you do mortgages for a living, but you don't actually have one, you know, is that does that become a problem? For you, you obviously felt the need to go do that. Tell me about the since we're on that topic, what made you want to buy a home at such an early age? Well, that's that's a pretty funny story. All right. I'll tell you that story. So when I bought my first home, I was 
38 weeks pregnant. Wow. With my second daughter. Okay. The reason why is I lived at these apartments. I loved them. They were, when I moved into them, they were new construction apartments. So I was the first person to live in them. So I really made it my own and I was really comfortable there. Um, I was there for, oh, I don't know, three, three and a half years. And it was, it was home. Um, well, one day I got a call from the office and the manager said, oh, you have some diapers that you left in the, the garbage area. And I'm like, well, I'm pregnant right now. My other daughter is fully potty trained, so I can guarantee you those are not my diapers. She's like, well, I'm going to have to charge you $50 because you left them on the ground. And I said, well, how do you even know that they're mine? Yeah. Because they're not. I don't own any diapers, you know? Daughter's not in diapers. My daughter's not in diapers. My other daughter's in my tummy. And she's like, well, I'm sorry. With your next rent, you're going to be charged. And... I was 38 weeks pregnant. Let's just remember that. So my emotions were real high. Real high. I got very upset. Over $50, which is really silly, but it was the principle. I was very upset. And I said, you know what? How about I just put in my 30-day notice? Because I'm not doing that. I was very mad. And she's like, okay. So I went down there, signed my 30-day notice, um, and... Then I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm about to have a baby and I have nowhere to go. Uh-oh. And I said, okay, well, what, what can I do? I can look for a rental or can buy a house or move in with my parents, which I did not want to do. Nobody who's <laughs> left their home wants to move back with mom no, and dad. No I, way. Of course that was an option, but I, with the baby coming in and everything, I was like, no. So I, I call up Nicole, my lovely coworker, and I'm like almost in tears. And I said, Nicole, I need you to pre-approve me. I need to buy a house. Like, I need pre-approved today because there's no rentals. And I have the means to buy a home. I knew I could get pre-approved. Just to clarify, you actually bought two homes inside of 18 months because you're pregnant with Asia at 38. You bought a home. You're telling a story. And now you buy your single. Okay. Yeah. So, Nicole pre-approved me. And I was then on the hunt. The next day, I had my real estate agent take me and go view this this home. The first home, literally the only home in my price range in Monmouth or Independence. And I loved it. I said, let's put it in offer. And this was one of the time when it was really crazy. So I had to come in above asking. I had a really competitive offer because I that was the only house available. Like I had to get this house. No matter what it took, I had to get it. So we we came together with a really strong offer. I put in the offer. It was accepted the next day. This all took place like within 48 hours. So it was really fast, really crazy. And I think 28 days later, I was close to my home. When was Asia born then? Oh, she was born about a week and a half before I closed. No kidding. So here you are, new baby. Brand new baby. New home. I couldn't even move my stuff because I was still healing and everything like that. So I had to have all my family and friends come and help me. Thank God for them. Maybe that was perfect timing. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? You move when you're like 38 weeks pregnant and you don't have to do anything. That's the secret. I see how this works. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so that was that was really great. And it was just kind of funny because I literally bought my first home on impulse. But it was the best decision I ever made. And. It wasn't even planned. It's like, I'm frustrated. You're charging me 50 bucks. I'm going to go make this right. I'm going to go buy a home. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like God put her there to to push me, to make me do it. Because it was something that I had always wanted to do. I'd always thought about doing. I just had never actually taken the step because I'm so comfortable where I was at. Yeah. So 
Yeah. That's a great story. I don't like her, but I'm very thankful for her. Wait, back up. You like who? <laughs> the manager. Oh, yeah. You're... We do, we don't get along, but I'm very thankful that she pushed me to. You know what? You can yeah. you can make a positive out of a negative. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Exactly. It's all how you spin it. Yeah. Like, what can I learn? How can that push me? And uh, you think God had a, a play in that part. I do, yeah. He, he knew what I wanted before I did. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. All right. So what I wanted to talk about, too, is, you know, you got the mortgage industry. You're working for another team mm -hmm. and you did that for, for probably two years yeah yeah you were a w-2 wage earner just you you worked your eight to five monday through friday and it was also during covid so you get to work from home you know which is pretty cool when you're a mom yeah and able to be holding your kids and work from home and stuff yeah so you, you had this guaranteed paycheck that would come in every couple weeks but then you decided Hey, I want to go out and build something on my own. Was that scary for you? That was the scariest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Really? And when when the change happened, I I was pregnant with Asia, my second my second child. So you did a lot during the second pregnancy, man. Yeah. <laughs> you quit your W two job, went full commission, bought a house. Yeah, yeah crazy. Um, and so that was my biggest fear: is well. I'm about to have this new baby and I don't have a guaranteed paycheck. And that was really scary. How long did it take you out on your own before you started making a little bit of money? Your confidence began to grow because you're in a different place today. Yeah. I'm not saying your confidence isn't shaking at times because we all get, oh, yeah. We all have our confidence shaking times. But how long did it take you to start making some money on your own? One month. Look at you. I so in I separated from the team in July, started my own team also 2021. 2021. Right smack COVID. <laughs> right smack in the middle of COVID. Yeah. And started my own team in July of 2021 as well. And in August I made over $20,000 and that is obviously the most money I'd ever made in a single month. I thought that it was absolutely insane. And that's when I said, "You know what? I can do this. I can do this." And that I think that was vital to my to my life because it really showed me that if I put my mind to it, I could do it. And I needed that first really strong, good month on my own because I was so scared. So it really boosted my confidence and cleared the path for the rest of of time. Fear is one of those things. It's not something we want to live by, but it can be a great motivator for a period of time. Right. Uh, so it's not like you had an element of fear. You, you may still have that element of fear. Like, yeah. Because we're on commission. It starts over every month, right? It's like, okay, I'm at zero again. Yep. Every month. Every month. You have to you have to go out and find the money. Okay, so let's talk about how you've grown your business. Because this is interesting to me. You are a young professional, um, 25 years old. Mm -hmm. You became a top producer at the company you work for, Packers Mortgage. How's that possible? Seriously. The two little girls at home. That's how it's possible. Oh. Yeah. So you figure out your why or your motivation. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Definitely. I would say those those girls are, I mean, that's why I'm doing everything. That's why I bought the house. That's why I bought the, the other house. Yeah. That's, that's why I show up and I work so hard because I want to give them the life that I've always dreamed of giving my children. And thankfully, I'm I'm blessed that I've been able to to do that so far. <laughs> what's that life look like for Nova in Asia? What, why is that important to you? And what's it look like 
Is it today? Is it 10 years down the road? What's a, what's that story? Yeah. Um, so I would say one of my most important things is, is just making sure that they never feel like they're not getting what they need. So they always have what they need and then they always have what they want. I, I like that too. Um, there's a fine line between spoiling and not spoiling. And that's uh, kind of hard for me sometimes. But I, I try my best. Uh, my biggest thing also is every year for their birthday, I take them on a trip where they get to choose. And I've done that with Nova her whole life. Um, except She's four and a half and she's gone on trips. She has. She's a lucky little girl. Um, we've gone to Disneyland. We've gone to Great Wolf Lodge. This year for her fifth birthday, we're going to Tennessee. That's where she wants to go. We're going to Tennessee. She also wants to go to Florida. So that may be for six. She wants to go to Disney World. Um, but she said Tennessee first. So she said Tennessee. Tennessee this year. How did a four and a half year old decide Tennessee was a place? So her best friend actually lives in Tennessee. He moved there last year. Yeah. And we haven't been able to see him since. And she wants to go visit him. Oh, sweet. Nova's super sweet. I don't know Asia as well. She come around, but Nova's super sweet. She's a little bit harder to have in the office. Asia, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. So one thing I it impresses me with you, Morgan, is uh, your commitment to. I'll, I'll say in this case, Dave Ramsey. You know, Baby Step Millionaires, the book you read, uh, and I like Dave Ramsey. I don't love him maybe as much as you do, and that's okay. Cause I, I'm, but what I think is really excellent about that is that whether you, you like Dave Ramsey or you have a different financial plan, it all works if you follow it. Right. So talk to me about Dave Ramsey. What does a baby step millionaire look like? Why are you doing it? Why is it important to you? Yeah. So I follow Dave, Dave Ramsey forever. I, I really like, all, obviously not everything he says. There are some things I don't agree with, but there are a lot of things that I do agree with. Um one being the baby steps and following the baby steps. And I've worked really hard for years now trying to get there and finish the baby steps. Um, so I I don't know the steps off the top of my head, but I'm, I'm about halfway through, I'd say. Um, so partly what the baby steps are is, one, is saving $1,000. Yeah. Easy. $1,000 emergency fund, step one. Um and then the next step is paying off debt, which I I have done. That has been super important to me. Make sure that I have no debt besides my home, obviously, um, and and keeping that low. Now, of course, you need credit, so I usually have a credit card and whatnot because I'm also in the mortgage industry, so I know this stuff. But um, but yeah, I I think that living a financially free life is really important um, long term. Wow. How are you going to teach Nova and Asia what's important to you, but yet still let them live their life as well? I think they hear me. They hear me a lot. They hear me. Nova already says, uh, Mommy, I'm going to buy a house. She's four and a half. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She she wants to buy a house, and that is so great. And when I, I have this plan of when she is probably 10-ish, when the girls are around that age, I really want to purchase an investment property and and make them do the work and have them do the the tenant applications with yeah. me, have them do any repairs that need done, um, do all that to kind of teach them what it's like and then hope that, you know, they'll want to get into to real estate as an investment if that's something that they want to do and kind of teach them how to do that because I do believe that real estate is a very safe and secure investment. Yeah, yeah. What's your... uh? 
when you look out 10 years from now, when you're 25, when you're 35, what does life look like for you? Do you, do you live here in Oregon? Have you moved away? Uh, yeah, I mean, I love all this. This is fun for me to make people really look out because most people look out, well, it's Friday, you know. Uh, what are we doing this weekend? It's World yeah. Day. But really have that vision. What is your vision? What's that look like? My vision would be I'm still in the mortgage industry. I do still want to be in the mortgage industry. Um, now, if I live in Oregon, I could see myself possibly not living in Oregon. Um, my heart really wants to be in Vegas. <laughs> you know, uh, I think everybody knows that. Um, right now, it's it's not, it's, it just is not going to work with my life, my children, the home that I just bought. Um, and so, and that's okay. I like, I like where I'm at right now, but eventually, um, if I have the means to move to Vegas, I would really like that. Maybe get licensed in Vegas, um, maybe open a business in Vegas of some sort. Um, just kind of have a life there and a life here as well is something that I really want to do because I have, I have, my heart is in both places. That's interesting. When you think, uh, business, so you moved to Vegas, let's say, what type of business do you own? Oh man, I've thought of so many. I've thought of owning a tanning salon, owning a spa. I've thought of all of those things. I, I did go to beauty school. You did? When I was 18. Did graduate. I got licensed. So I, I'm technically a licensed esthetician and nail tech. Look at you. Don't use either one of those. It's a total waste of my money. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? It was great. Um, it was a really good experience, and I do have that background, so it's kind of nice to have that background. Um, and I did manage two tanning salons in Vegas, and I helped open them basically from the ground up. So before you got the mortgage industry, you did that. So you moved away after high school. Did you go to the beauty school in Vegas? No. So I went to the beauty school here right after high school because um, I did graduate early, so I was able to start a little bit early. And then as soon as I graduated, I got the offer to move to Vegas and so I moved and that was that was a great experience for me I would never trade that for the world I lived there for a year and then um decided it was time to come home and, and figure things out here what brought you back home what was the you missed home or you partly missed home partly I got pregnant with Nova hey and I'm like well you know what I need to I need to be around my family during this time you know I was 19 years old just got pregnant with a baby and needed to figure it out and you have great support with your mom, your dad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Amazing support. I actually live right across the street from my mom and stepdad and sister. So that is probably the best decision I've ever made. Yeah, it's it's great. We live in a great neighborhood. Well, uh, what else can we talk about that would be important to you? You know, um, maybe work, maybe investments. How could you help somebody? I know something you do is... Uh, you do different classes with real estate agents. Uh, I feel like you're out there trying to serve people to give. What does that look like for you? Yeah. What's important to me is really making my clients feel comfortable because I think that's super important when you're when you're purchasing a home, your emotions are already very high. Yeah. It's already very scary, especially if you're a first-time home buyer, which I cater to a lot of first-time home buyers. I really enjoy working with first-time home buyers. Um, and there's always a way. We just need to figure it out. And I think some people are just seeing black and white. They don't They don't have somebody really there explaining to them what they need to do, how they need to do it, and the, the correct steps. And that's really important to me because I feel like a lot of people are in the dark when they're buying a home. Mm -hmm. And I like to make them comfortable, make sure they know what's going on, keep in communication, and, and let them know I'm a real person. 
and I want to help you just like I want to help my family, just like I want to help my friends, exact same way. And I want my clients to become my friends, and a lot of them have. One thing I know about you, Morgan, is you are really authentic. And a lot of people are afraid to be authentic, you know, because we don't want to upset anybody because we are who we are. I'm wired how I'm wired, you know. And a lot of times we try to appease people. And I'm not saying you don't try to please people, but I think what you do really well is you're authentic. Yes. Walk us through how to, how can we be authentic? You're 25. A lot of people in their 20s, maybe you're working with somebody that's maybe 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 trying to buy a home. And they're like, you know, do you ever lack confidence? How do you remain authentic in that realm? If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I would say as far as confidence goes, of course, everybody lacks confidence at some point. Um, there's always something that's going to be smarter than you, prettier than you, better than you. I always say that because there's always going to be somebody who you're comparing yourself to. But the most important thing is, is really to fake it till you make it. The more confident you appear, the more confident you're going to be no matter what. So I may not always be 100% confident, but you're probably never going to see that. And, and that's just, I think that's just how my brain is wired. Um, that's how I was raised is to just show up as yourself and that's that's the best that you can do. That, that's all you can do. Well, the whole idea of comparison, you know, I, I talk about a lot because I think we all do it, whether it's on social media, you know, there's always somebody smarter, taller, better looking, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But comparison is the thief of joy and there's no way to have true joy or we're always looking at somebody else. Uh, they have more than we do. But, really being grateful for what we do have you have a really good family uh you bring a lot of joy i, I love when your daughters come here it's, it's fun it's chaotic and crazy but you know it's, it's also a lot of fun too yeah and you you live authentically and so there's no no hiding anything here yeah. <laughs> uh my wife and i have two daughters uh they're older than your daughters uh but we let them live authentically too. I think you do that well with your daughters, making sure they live out who they are. So that's pretty cool. Um, how can we leave this uh, podcast, you know, encouraging somebody? Uh, what are some things that takeaways that you want to share that maybe you've learned over the last 12 months? Maybe what the next 12 months looks like. What do you want? Also, what do you want your business to look like? You know, I always want to know. That's always my question is like, where are you going, Morgan or whoever? You know, where's your business taking you? Where do you want it to go? Because yeah. we create a plan, we'll get there. So one thing yeah. in the last 12 months that I've really learned and really focused on, and this has been so hard for me, um, is to only pour into the cups of people that are pouring into your cup. And I am living by that because I, as a person, always give my best to everybody that I can. And I don't always get that in return. And I have... I've noticed that a lot this year. That's probably my number one takeaway from 2023 is I was feeding into a lot of people who weren't feeding into me. Yeah. And and it was a hard realization to to come to. And it was actually pretty heartbreaking. Um, once I once I sat back and looked at at the the relationships that I had and how one sided they were. And so I really spent a lot of time this year reflecting on who I want to put my time into. And that has been huge for me. And that has really changed my life because I've gotten rid of some people who who didn't align with with how I wanted to live my life and who weren't giving me what I was giving them. Yeah. Big word, reflection. You know, I, I think a lot of us, we don't reflect enough. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I think that's really 
that's probably a great takeaway. I can probably do a better job. I was hanging around somebody this week and we used to have a decent relationship and it was different and it was non-existent. And I'm, I, I walked away a little bit frustrated if I'm being honest, because I wanted more out of this relationship. And I think I, I reflected on it. I'm like, you know what? If people don't want to engage or just be one-sided, I'm probably not going to be interested. And I love people. I really pride myself on loving people, but you can't change people. So how do you, how do you deal with that? When let's, let's say, you know, it's one-sided, you decide you're not going to hang around this person and this person maybe wants to hang out with you anyway. How do you deal with that? Um, I, I won't really sugarcoat things. I have told these people, you know, Hey, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling the reciprocate. What is that word? Reciprocation. Reciprocation. It's a big I'm not feeling the reciprocation yeah. here. Um, and we need to change that or we need to go our separate ways. I am 100% okay with saying that to somebody. Yeah, I'm totally okay with that. I'm I'm happy that I've gotten to a point where I can do that because last year at this time, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Why is that? I don't think that I had the confidence. Mm. Were I, you afraid that you'd hurt their feelings or? Definitely. I was afraid I'd hurt their feelings. I was afraid that they would talk bad about me. That was huge. Um, and I think I've really over overcame that this year is I really don't care what anyone says about me. Well, you demand a certain amount of respect. Right. And uh, if somebody doesn't like you and you've given to them, but that's on them. Yep. Oh, 100%. That's on them. And I'm not going to change who I am for anyone. And I wouldn't expect anyone to change themselves for me. Never. I wouldn't ever want anybody to do that. Right. Right. That's really good. That's good advice for a lot of people to hear because we go out and appease people and then they walk away frustrated and then we end up gossiping about the situation instead of just confronting it with a person going, hey, look, I've been showing up. And you're not. Yeah. And either A, can we change? Mm-hmm. Or B, do we need to go separate ways? Right. Exactly. I think that's actually a mature conversation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a very healthy conversation to have. Um, we're not having those conversations out there in the world. We, we're, we're going over talking to our friends bad about the person, and that, that is gossip. Yep, and that's one thing that I, I try really hard not to do is I, if, if I'm saying something about somebody, I am going to make sure I can say it in front of them as yeah. well. That's and that's been huge this year as well as I've really focused. Would I say this to this person's face? And if I wouldn't, I'm not going to say it. Wow, that's impressive because most people would. Yeah, <laughs> most people would exactly. Yeah, and as far as my business goes, next question. So I want to keep growing in the, the Polk County, Marion County area. Um, I really like serving people in my community that I live in, the Monmouth Independence Dallas community that I yeah. grew up in. Um, so I'm looking to do more community things out there, um, but just growing my business and serving people and helping people get into homes and showing people that it's possible. Yeah. Yep. No matter what age you are, no matter what gender you are, no matter what your marital status is. I have this single 25 year old single woman buying a house right now, and she has been such inspiration to me because she has no kids, no husband, no, no anything, but she's just out there doing it by herself. And she's so determined. And I, I just love helping clients like that. I'm yeah. I'm so proud of her, so excited for her. And she's probably encouraged by your support too. You probably don't recognize that you actually support her, but yeah, yeah that is an inspiration. Uh, I have two daughters, so I'm always inspired. Really, any young person who wants to go out and do something, I'm really inspired by that. Uh, obviously, 
having daughters, I, you know, my daughters have referred their friends to me as well. So I definitely want to help those people out. So, yeah. Well, I think you're an inspiration to people. Um, you know, it was good to see you, uh, in the top five of our company last month. And, uh, also now I bet you have a different expectation of yourself. I do. I do. I've talked about this a lot now that I was there. Now, of course, I want to be there or better every single month. Period. But it's good pressure. It's, I, I showed myself what I can do. Yeah, yeah. Here's a million-dollar question for you. So the average age of a mortgage person or a real estate agent is somewhere around mid-50s. What I'm saying is that there's a huge gap because you're in your 20s. But there's a gap of these 50-somethings and 60-somethings are going to retire what would you say to encourage somebody to consider the mortgage industry? Mm-hmm. I would say um, if you if you have if you if you want something for yourself in life, do real estate yeah. because you are in in control of the rest of your life. And I truly feel that way. You know, if if one month I want to leave and go to Africa for the month, I can. Will I make money? Probably not. Yeah. But if if I plan that and that's okay with me, then that's fine. If I want to, so for example, I, I have a 2012 Nissan Rogue, no car payment. I, I love my car, but I am pushing myself to, if once I close 10 loans in one month, I'm going to go buy whatever car I want with cash. And if pretty cool. I, I want to buy a Mercedes SUV, a white Mercedes SUV of some sort. I don't even know what kind I want. I just know that that's what I want. I'm not a big car girl. So, um, once I do that, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go buy that car, and I think it's so cool that I can kind of make these competitions with myself and push myself and know that hey, when I close ten loans in one month, I'm gonna get a brand new car. That's pretty cool. And how many young people coming out of college, you know, are looking for a job that may pay fifteen bucks an hour? And that's fine. That's a great starting point. But how about maybe a different opportunity if they're driven to do something different? Right. Yeah. So I would say college is overrated. Now that is a personal opinion. Um, but, but I think that there are many ways to make money besides going to college. And I, I mean, yes, I went to beauty school, but I wouldn't, that's, I mean, that's a trade. That's not really college. I never went to standard college. Um, so I have $0 in student debt, which feels really good. Um, and I'm making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. So I didn't have to spend, you know, $200,000 to make good money. And, and that's really cool for me. Um, and that's something that I can definitely thank my parents for because they didn't push college on me at all. And I know a lot of parents have done that before, you know, push college on, on their children, even though that might not be what their children want. So I appreciate my parents for not pushing me in that. Giving you the opportunity to to do what you wanted. To do what I wanted. Yeah. You're going to find your way. You're going to, well, make it or not. Yeah. Right. All on your own. So if, Morgan, if somebody wants to reach out with you, out to you and just talk to you about, hey, I want to get a home loan. I want to learn about being a mortgage person, mortgage advisor. Uh, how would they get a hold of you uh, and connect with you? So Instagram is huge. Um, I'm on Instagram a lot. And also just just my cell phone number. And my cell phone number is everywhere. <laughs> I have no problem sharing it um, because I just communicate with so many people. So many people reach out to me um, and it's huge. I, I have people reach out to me on Instagram and just ask me questions or get, ask 
for advice. And I absolutely love that. And I'm, I'm not afraid of anybody. I'm not shy. Ask me anything and I will give you my open and honest answer. Yeah, yeah. So uh, reach out to Morgan on Instagram. That's probably your best bet. And uh, I know she'll respond to you right away. Uh, thank you for joining us this week and every week. We appreciate you. Um, enjoy this Memorial Day weekend. And uh, if you know of anybody who wants to be on our podcast, we'd love to hear your story. And uh, just reach out to me. I'd love to chat with you. You can email me at buddyp7 at gmail.com. Uh, you can catch me on Facebook or Instagram as well. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks so much.